0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Danny and Dusty. My Uncle Gus is the
2: uncle that likes to work the grill. As soon as you walk in the house, it's like, get away from that grill. You don't to start no fire. With the latest on the Blazers, Ducks, Beavers, and the hottest topics in sports. We're going to eat a hamburger, okay? Here we go. Challenge. Throw the match. <laughs> now that's a fire. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080.
1: I'm not cooking a brinosaurus burger. The fan. Hour number three, Danny and Dusty with you on this Monday, Football Overload. Uh, We've gotten through a lot so far, still have got to get to a little bit more NFL with Kirk Cousins and Tua having good performances in their week ones. Um, And then we also have a tale as old as time uh, happening in week one of the NFL. But we also need to get through the Pac-12 schedule because week two in the Pac-12... It's a little bit of a bounce back. How about them Cougs, an upset in Madison? You were high on the Cougs heading in there. I did not like their struggles against Idaho, but they found a way to win in Madison.
2: I Listen, there's just something about that game against Idaho where I was like, I don't think that was the real Cougs. I, I genuinely believe there's a little bit more to them. They came out stale. And if you look at Dickert's record so far since he has taken over, it is truly tremendous now. He's gone onto the road to Camp Randall and won in Wisconsin, upset UW. I mean, he's he's gone in as a dog and basically won every... He's been a double-digit dog, I think, four, four different times and won all four.
1: I don't understand, still, how the Cougs won that game. <laughs> I mean, it's the most fitting thing ever that two super-drunk schools have a super-drunk game happen on the field, but the Cougs winning the drunkest game of the college football season so far. Makes it sense. makes sense because at on the surface like 17 14 you're like okay that was pretty standard. Watching that game was a it was a journey. Like your soul was tested as you were watching. We had two instances. It is you maybe see one a year where a ball is intercepted by a defense and then the offense forces a fumble, and gets the ball back for their team, and they end up going down and scoring. We saw it twice in this game! (laughs) Two times it happened, where the defense, Wisconsin did it to uh, Wazoo, and then Wazoo did it right back to get the deciding touchdown like two plays later. An interception, the the offensive player forces a fumble, the offense recovers it, so they get a first down out of the deal. And that happened two times in this game. I don't know how that happens. I, we, it, we only see like one maybe per year, and there was two in this one game. You had Clay Cundiff, the tight end out of Wisconsin, mm. who was a dude. But he was the hero and the goat at the same time oh. for Wisconsin because there's an uh, interception fumble, and then on Wisconsin, he ends up getting a personal foul, which backed them all oh, the way yeah. up then he fumbles he he has a fumble of his own because turnovers were a thing and then was uh, Washington State has their interception fumble recovery drive down the field and win i it, it was so bizarre and i still have a ton of questions about Washington State you know mm-hmm. their offense does not look good
2: no cam ward is still not fully settled in but i think there's going to be something there
1: Let's, let's, well, hold on. Hold on. Go, no. He's turning the ball over a ton. That's the exact and he is go. turning the ball over uh, way too much. Yes, and I don't know if it is because we're talking about a guy who is playing at the FCS level at increment Word. He comes up, he puts up ridiculous numbers up there. He does not look comfortable or in rhythm in this offense, is whether it's fumbling or throwing interceptions. Like it, is, it was bad two weeks in a row, mm-hmm. and like you have to see rapid improvement because the defense. The defense is carrying a man. 100% they and are. And they're him. winning ugly, and I give them a ton of credit for that. You, winning ugly is still winning, damn it.
2: <laughs> and that's where, again, much like Oregon State, where it wasn't a pretty win, they, they gutted it out, they figured it out. This is a game, Dusty, between both teams. You had six turnovers. You had 16 penalties. You had Washington State, as the winner, convert two of 11 on third down That's brutal. They were outpossessed almost 2 to 1 to 22 minutes to 38 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like you said, this game was drunk. Nothing made sense, nothing added up, but this is a line that I saw on Twitter This this was going kind to of brought this about uh in D- in Jake Dickert's eight games with the Cooks. His team is routed. ASU as a two-touchdown underdog. Mm-hmm. Drubbed the Huskies by four touchdowns to break his seven-game skid in the series and beaten a Big Ten power as a 17-point dog. All those games on the road. There is something to Jake Dickert in the same manner that I think there is something to Jonathan Smith.
1: Yeah, they're getting it done, man. They are getting it done. And you got to give credit where credit is due. The Cougs are, are finding ways to win. It's... It's a like there's parts where you just go, oh man, this is, this could get ugly. And look, the turnovers against a really good defense, like Jim Leonard, the defensive coordinator for Wisconsin, is one of the best in the country. Yes, and that is a good Wisconsin defense. But at the same time, it, we're going back to back weeks, and you know, Idaho, they gave they had a ten nothing lead at halftime over Indiana. For goodness sakes. They aren't playing bad. I think they lost like uh, 35-22, I think, was the final of that. So they put up a reasonable fight against Indiana as well. I mean, I don't think Cougs want their measuring stick to be Indiana football, but But, you're finding ways to pull out games, and you got to be thrilled with that win. In Camp Randall, a homecoming. That is a
2: difficult place to play.
1: Well, a, a homecoming for not just Jake Dickert, but... Uh, Nikai Watson coming back. He go he goes in there and has a great game. Uh, or is it Nakia? Nakia Watson mm-hmm. has a phenomenal game, and he, the Wisconsin transfer ends up being a difference maker. Difference maker in that game with a touchdown on the ground and uh, had that receiving touchdown, the thirty-one yarder to seal it. Look, it's a feel-good story, and I love Jake Dickert in what Washington State is doing. He is, hey you got to feel confident that when he gets his guys in, because it has been – think of all uh, that has transpired at Washington State. Yes. COVID, Mike Leach leaving, uh, Nick Rolovich disaster, and that screws with your recruiting classes. Mm -hmm. For like three straight recruiting classes, if Jake Dickert can bring stability to the Palouse, you hired the right guy, a developer of talent.
2: How crazy would it be if uh, the Palouse flipped on its head and became a defensive-minded
1: school? It it well, it is. That's that's why you hire a defensive minded coach. Yeah, that's I mean it was just. But their you, offense has got to be better though.
2: It it does. And I I'm not out on Cam Ward yet. But not either. I I think there's still something there that they can unlock. But I do believe this. And we, we talked about this before the season. This was a team that I thought was going to overperform expectations, and I think already they very clearly have.
1: We'll see uh, if they can keep it rolling and keep it alive uh, as as this season goes on. All right. Uh, We got the rest of the pack to go to. Uh, That was a good one for the Pac-12. Anytime you go on the road, upset a Big Ten ranked opponent, uh, hang your hat on that one, Cougs, and uh, have another. Um, Because that was a very un-Wisconsin game, but uh, the battle of the the booze schools and the Cougs win it. Uh, We still got to get USC uh, getting their first league win under Lincoln Riley uh, and the rest of the conference because Arizona State – They got their lunch served to them by Oklahoma State. Danny Dusty on the fan.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.
1: All right, SC uh, did it again. The Trojans get their first win in Pac-12 play under Lincoln Riley uh, with a 41-28 win over Stanford, where Caleb Williams, 341 yards, four touchdowns, on an efficient 20 of 27 passing. Offense very good.
2: It's one of the best offenses in the country. I think it's between them yep. and Georgia as far as how explosive yep. they can be. Um, Williams and Addison are probably the best one-two quarterback-wide receiver combo in the country. It's something to behold, and I know I'm the USC honk. I know I'm the homer and all that kind of stuff. It does not change how good those two are.
1: Yeah, they are very good together, and then uh, it really helps when Tanner McKee gives you two extra possessions uh, to start that <sighs> game, and they're down 14 nothing before they could blink. Even though, look, they had a chance to go down and tie that game. Mm-hmm. and they, they were marching down they, the field. Well, before the second – Interception, yep. like, I mean, you think of how different it is. if Because USC's biggest struggle, they cannot stop the run. No. And if Stanford, one thing that their defense is doing is they are creating turnovers. Three pick-sixes in week one against Rice, it was Rice, but two interceptions to start this game against Stanford and Tanner McKee, who they're touting him preseason as a guy of potential, you know, top three NFL or round yep. draft pick. Uh, this year coming into the draft. Like, look, it, you entered, you were picking off not Rice in that game. No. It was Stanford who is back to fully healthy. Creating those turnovers, that is going to be something that keeps you into a lot of games. But if you cannot slow down a running attack, you're going to get into a close one where that could bite USC. But it, it's not right now because your defense is playing well enough to win you football games.
2: And that's the thing is if you want to go back to the, the glory days of y'all uh, – USC's defense was was tremendous, but it also it turned you over. That's what they did. It was about explosive plays on offense and defense. And right now they are incredibly aggressive. They did get into it a little bit. They picked up, I believe, it was six, it was five or six defensive pass interference calls against Stanford because they were supremely physical uh, on Stanford's enormous wide receivers. Uh, but you take a look at what the recipe for success is right now. It's get the ball to Jordan Addison. It's get the ball to Mario Williams. It's get the ball to Brandon Rice. Mm-hmm. Get the explosives. And then, oh, yeah, when we're up 35 points on you, we're going to have our stable of running backs. I'm going to run it between the tackles of Travis Dye, and then if you mess around and you don't stay true, Rayleigh Brown is going to get on the edge of – a play and you're not going to know what happened.
1: To yeah, it's uh, it was interesting. E.J. Smith, two fumbles too, uh, less than ideal for the Stanford Cardinal. But USC, uh, they roll to a 41-28 win. You can be aggressive when uh, on defense, picking up those PIs when you're up 21 at the break. Uh, elsewhere, we had a bunch of blowouts. Uh, I, I thought it was good to see Utah get back uh, on the horse again, and just, just as Oregon did after a, a brutal loss to an SEC team. Blow out an opponent, and they mm-hmm. did to Southern Utah, seventy-three to seven. Washington did the same thing to Portland State, fifty-two to six, with Michael Penix Jr. throwing for three thirty-seven and two touchdowns. Like if there's one thing that you can say um, about this Washington team, they will not be inept on offense as they were before. This Husky team is is going to be they're going to be a problem uh, as as the season goes on. U Dub, I'm not like saying U Dub's back because they've got there's, there's they're a ways not four eight. No, uh-uh. no, gone are the days of Jimmy Delake mismanaging the talent that they have on that field uh, at at UW. Um, we'll look at we'll
2: look more at them uh, as this week progresses because they have a monster, huge game. monster game against Michigan State.
1: Huge game. Also, uh, oh, UCLA did the same thing to Alabama State with the forty-five-seven win, uh, where they just they put up a, a crooked number on the scoreboard. I was at thirty-one points in the first half and then they take their foot off the gas but still find a way to win. 45-7, UCLA improving to 2-0 and on the year. Uh, two pretty bad losses for the Pac-12, though. Yeah. Uh, one was Oklahoma State, the 11th-ranked team in the country. Uh, they handed Arizona State their lunch in the second quarter. Look, I thought Arizona State was actually playing really well mm-hmm. until they just melted down and handed the ball over, was it, I think, two or three possessions in a row. Yes. Uh, to Oklahoma State and the Cowboys made him pay. Put up a 17 spot in the second quarter, and Arizona State does or did what Arizona State does. They rolled over the rest of the way, and that's going to be that's the Herm Edwards issue that they have at Arizona State. No matter who the coach is, team does the same thing.
2: Listen, man, when you, when you know the party after the game is going to be that good, and it's better to just go to the party.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then the other bad one was uh, I, I thought Jed Fish's boys could get it done. Mississippi State coming in, into Tucson. Uh, thought maybe the air raid would have some struggles. They did not. Yeah, uh,
2: Jaden Delore turned the ball over way, way too
1: much. Well, and let's not ignore the Mississippi State quarterback, Will Rogers, threw the ball 49 times carving them, and had 10 incompletions. So uh, it was a very efficient day for Mississippi State, and they lose 39-17. So Pac-12 with two games, inability to kind of, I don't know, get a notch in your belt, you know. With mm-hmm. one of those two games, would have been nice. The Cougs going and knocking off Wisconsin, that saves the weekend, that's, man. That's a found money. It saves the weekend because the Cougs get a, get a big back in the good graces and they start off with a 2-0 start. Uh, I think that the, conf- the conference is actually in pretty good shape because you have Cal going to a broken Notre Dame this weekend, holding a 2-0 record. If they can put up a good fight there, um, and look, Notre Dame is broken right now, and you don't want to have their get right. Their defense at Cal is good; they're really damn good. Can their offense match it? Can their offense start pulling their weight on that that end of the deal? That is going to be something that they have to do at Notre Dame this weekend. But Cal's two and o, UCLA's two and o, Washington State two and o, uh, and Washington, USC, Oregon State all two and o. Like you have you have some unbeaten's where. It's not all bad, but this no. weekend is a gut-check weekend with Cal going to Notre Dame, yes. Washington, Michigan State.
2: Uh, I'll also, we I do but uh, shout out my Air Force Falcons beating the absolute brakes off Colorado. My goodness. 40, that's a, 41-10.
1: That's a bad place that that Colorado program is in. Like, we, when we were at Pac-12 Media Day, oh, we were ta- we talked to everybody that was there, and when Carl Durrell came and sat down with us, like, it, it was like... A man who knew what the fate of De- this dead season man was walking. going to be. Now, I don't think he's dead man walking. I think it, it, just knowing the fate of this oh, season yeah, no, because the, Colorado knows the program. Yes. And I don't think he's a dead man walking yet. No. But because they understand what he's up against. The
2: right? exodus of players. The, 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 the players that left Colorado that brutal, is tremendous. And what's, what's, I shouldn't say funny, or what should, I, I guess what should be pointed out, the players that left, they're all
1: being very successful everywhere
2: else. Yeah. It's like It's oh, like Christian oh, Gonzalez
1: from Colorado to Oregon. He got his first pick. Brendan Oregon. Rice
2: at USC. I could, the guys that left are yeah. like the good players left. It's kind of a problem for the program, certainly at Colorado.
1: Absolutely. Now uh, we we turn the page and we look forward to this week, where it's a, it's a big one. Week three in college football uh going to be highlighted by Oregon hosting. Number 12 BYU, by the way, Oregon, back in the top 25, 25th ring team. Got, got it
2: right in there just, for, just in time for the matchup with BYU. Uh,
1: number 12 BYU coming uh, up from Provo to Eugene. That's going to be a good game, and it's always an interesting one because BYU travels well, man, and yeah, the do. Mormons are everywhere. And so they will travel well to this game. Uh, it's a huge one, Twelve thirty kick on Fox. There's going to be a lot of eyes on, on TVs around the country. This is a team that likes to run the rock. And uh, we'll see. We'll see if Oregon, what Oregon's made of, in this one because we've had a blowout one way. A blowout goes the other way. This past week, this week they get a really good program coming in. I, I love Oregon State coming up. They're going to be down in the street here at Providence Park. Mm-hmm. Going to be. Playing I, I might get down State. to that one. Um, maybe get your tickets because those will mm-hmm. go pretty fast. And then Cal Notre Dame, as we said, Colorado's going to get bludgeoned by Minnesota, but that Michigan State Washington game is going to be a big one where. Uh, and USC should steamroll Fresno State. I just say
2: that's that's the sneaky one if if USC is going to get caught yeah. doing something stupid.
1: Yep, yep. Um, but that puts a wrap on Week Two of Pac-12 football. A tale as old as time in Week One of the NFL. Danny and Dusty here's Rust with Sports Center. <sighs>
0: This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080,
1: The Fan. The tale as old as time with the NFL, especially in week one. Injuries, man. Injuries biting again across the NFL. We we talked about it earlier, TJ Watt. He's done. We talked about earlier, Dak Prescott. You had Mac Jones going to get we're his back's X-rayed. On. My goodness. Like There are so many guys. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, He he's out two months with an N- MCL sprain. And in that game, one, Elijah Mitchell, wrote 49ers running back. Remember when we were talking about the Chicago Bears turf earlier in the year and how Cairo Santos said that he had to go and kick at an overgrown yeah. park? Because field turf wasn't a good feeling because he needed something that was uneven and overgrown. Did he bring a towel with him to the park? No, he didn't. That was <laughs> that was just punter uh, I'm just going to call him Vince Gill cuz I think his name's Gill. Uh but that that field is in bad condition and then it has a monsoon on top of it. Mm. It was only matter it was like who's going to get injured it turns out it was Elijah Mitchell who, who playing on a slip and slide. Yeah. And then it, they used it as it a, a literal slip and slide, slide afterwards.
2: Uh, there's also another injury that came out from the uh Bucks Cowboys game. Chris Godwin had a has a hamstring injury. Uh, it, it, right now it doesn't seem it doesn't uh, Todd Bowles, I don't think it's as serious as we thought it was, but it also depends on how his treatment goes and how he feels. Hopefully, he'll come back sooner than later. Obviously Godwin coming back off the torn knee Uh, And typically when you have hamstring injuries, it's because you you're overcompensating because of a knee injury. So uh, hopefully they're very careful with it. And Godwin's able to get back because uh, obviously they
1: need him. We, uh, we have these every year and there are a lot of really big injuries, but the reality of it is, is that we have this conversation every year and it, it is no different guys. Stars get hurt in week one and week two of the NFL season. and, It's just something like, we know we got a lot of texts like, hey, wow, it's almost as if they need a preseason. I mean, guys have been getting hurt coming uh, even when they had four preseason games. So – you know, it was Once it goes live, like
2: everything just it, it's football. It's 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 literally it's so dumb, but it's a game of attrition. Part of football is staying healthy. And the, the very the very unfortunate part is it's not more or less unfortunate when a star or a lesser player gets hurt, but it does impact the product when the reigning defensive player of the yep. year is likely done for the season yep. after one half of football.
1: Yep, yeah, that sucks. But that was JJ Watt's career. <laughs> His brother. Yeah. He, he, they Another just, one.
2: When you're just built like that, stuff just happens, unfortunately.
1: Uh, well, we also had some great play um, in week one of the NFL season. And I have zero faith f- for him to win a Super Bowl. But Kirk Cousins looked phenomenal against the Green Bay Packers, which have a good defense still uh, in their 23-7 route of Green Bay, where I think Aaron Rodgers may – I think he may kill a receiver at some point this year. Did you hear the post game? I'm not going to write them off. Uh, but he may kill a wide receiver at some point. No, I didn't. The the, the rookie from North Dakota State dropping a wide open touchdown. Seventy five yard touchdown. That's yeah. gonna be brutal. Guess
2: what guess what Aaron Rodgers opened his press conference what? with You know, the game probably goes a little bit different if we don't drop ourselves a wide open seventy five yard touchdown.
1: Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. So that'll he, it. That'll do he, it. he he just Great took point, two hands. Man.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He took two hands, grabbed the young receiver by the belt, the other one by the scruff of the hair, and uncle filled him out of the house well, right in the press conference. But that's the NFL. Like
1: I mean, his new haircut kind of fits a comment like that, though. You know, It does. It does. Yeah, he's, he's got serial killer vibes going on. Are you are you,
2: are you you Kirk Cousining this, or are you Justin Jefferson
1: this? What do you mean? Because I mean, Kirk Cousining it. Kirk Cousin. you mean just being wildly average and then throwing the interceptions late?
2: Well, no, I'm just saying, are you giving Cousins the credit here, or are we giving Jefferson the I may credit? I'm going to give
1: Cousin. Kevin O'Connell a ton of credit here, For, because okay. with those weapons, there was no reason that the Minnesota Vikings offense should have been as mm, anemic, anemic at times.
2: You're Mike Zimmering this. I like it. Okay.
1: And, well, no, Kevin O'Connell is, he's a super bright offensive mind. And you have Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Irv Smith at your tight end. There is no reason, no reason, why their offense should struggle as as much as they have. And, and yet, Cousins is a, a part of the reason. But at the same time, you get those guys in space and let them work, you'll see what Justin Jefferson could do. And Justin Jefferson, that's you, you said earlier, Jamar Chase being the best receiver in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Jefferson may be that guy too, where you we're talking about this young influx of wide receiver talent in the NFL. Disgusting. And it's going to get stuff. better. Yeah. It's going to get better because you keep looking down the pipeline. You look at college and you go, there are dudes Everywhere. The development of the quarterback has been one thing. Wide receivers. Getting bigger, faster, stronger. They're, they're doing along, stuff man.
2: that is, is, is mind-blowing. Uh, one last note on, on Vikings Packers. As good as the offense was, it was incredible. This Vikings defense looks to be very much for real. My God, did you see Zadarius
1: Smith's hit? Um, refresh my mind. on that one. He
2: came free on a blitz,
1: and I was, the oh, running back picked him yeah, up. Or yeah, tried yeah. to pick him yeah. up.
2: mo. Yeah
1: row three to him. Yeah, yeah, he was trying to prove Oh you team. you oh you didn't want to pay me? Yeah.
2: Oh okay. No. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that that defense though, that defense is legit.
1: The one thing that I loved about week one and I I hate sweeping judgments and I'm not gonna say like the Packers are dead or you know all of a sudden the Bears are gonna be a playoff team. But I will say Mike McDaniel has got a fun offense the way that he schemes guys open is so fun he knows get the ball in your playmaker's hands and the way he used motion the creativity in getting the ball to Tyreek Hill and just saying do something cool that to me is it was game one and he will pull the reins back at some point but what a game plan to come out and use that much misdirection use that much motion against a Bill Belichick coach team
2: being like a a new brilliant. a new age traditional manager who instead of micromanaging everything Man. just says like go do dope stuff, mm-hmm. is kind of an interesting concept in the NFL, but especially with the contrast of going against Bill Belichick who micromanages everything to death, to the point of where he's has input on both sides of the ball and there's not a designated coordinator, all that kind of thing.
1: And six Super Bowls
2: again, <laughs> but it's, it's what I'm saying it's <laughs> two it's two very different styles and how they go about things. I still don't know where I fall on on Tua. But I do know that I am very much in on getting Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill the ball in space.
1: Yeah. And how how can you do that the easiest way possible? And that is run the football first, use play action over the top. Did you and see the Jalen Waddle Waddle? The, I did. I saw the Jalen Waddle Waddle, and then I saw, like, adults doing the Jalen Waddle Waddle. I think – Grown men.
2: You, you need to, like, do that to uh... – It was off-putting. You didn't like it? Uh, see, I, I was in on it. I was, I was on, the, uh, on the train of like they need to make a song, a waddle song. Yeah. Waddle, 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 waddle.
1: I think that they'll no? do that down in Miami. I think I they'll, mean, get, they'll find a way to do it's it. It's Miami. Miami. Yeah. They have the Miami Dolphins theme song. Hey, but cue that one up, Russ. We have that on the drop page, I know, for sure. Where oh, They have their own theme song. So
2: Didn't they rip that off from somebody?
1: Uh, yeah, the Houston Oilers. That's right. Yep. But Miami Dolphins, number one. Miami and uh, Mac Jones broke my back. Is broken? Final. Uh, he's got X-rays on his back, which I, I think he's fine because we would have heard something one way or the other by now. It's
2: always a little bit Is problematic it- when you talk about backs and NFL players, though.
1: I would say so. I would say so. Um, so Miami's going to win the Super Bowl this year, Mike McDaniel, right? No, nah, no, no. Uh, they're second best team in the AFC East, though, from the looks of it, Week One. Oh, here we are. They can Jalen Waddle this. You know? You can just uh, put a modern beat under this, and you can have Jalen Waddle. Okay, okay. I see where we're going with here.
2: Uh, Okay.
1: Let's get to it. A preview. Monday Night Football coming up tonight right after us. Uh, pre-game starts on 1080 The Fan. Right on. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. All right, we have got, got a big one, my man. Uh, oh. Monday night football. The return of Russell Wilson in his mint, his mint, mint or tuxedo? Perhaps Do you see him? Perhaps
0: seafoam? Sea, yeah, pistachio. Did you see what he's
1: wearing? He's wearing like a it's like a mint seafoam. Yeah, seafoam is a good way to call it. He's wearing a tuxedo. Yeah, and it's like silk or something. Yeah, it's too. like a silk seafoam. Milk? Yeah, I'm gonna go seafoam. Why did I say milk? Um, yeah, it's a tuxedo though. And it's satin tuxedo. It it's a look, man. It's a look. And uh, he and the Denver Broncos come in to Lumen Field to take on the Seattle Seahawks tonight. You can hear it right here on the fan pregame starts uh, eleven minutes from now and takes you up to five fifteen kick between the Seahawks and Broncos.
2: He should have gone for the, the bright orange.
1: Just go ahead. It's just and, rubbing their face. Well, nothing is as weird as like this Seafoam, member is like, oh, weird. Uh, nothing is as weird as wearing his own throwback jersey. Remember that? Oh, the yeah. Day, the first day of training camp, he wore, like, the orange crush throwbacks, but it was his own jersey. But he it, it had made, yeah. that's Mr. Unlimited. His own jersey.
2: Listen, always be closing. That's, that's all. I'm the, the guy is selling, selling. I mean, listen, he's a great quarterback, and there's plenty of stuff here and there, but he's corny. But he embraces the corn,
1: <laughs>
2: like it, it just he should have his own line of corn at this point in time. But you know, I, I would be that corny too if I had that much money.
1: I'll be honest. Uh, yeah, me too. There's, there's no. Look, I'm not putting any shame in his game. Yeah, no. So I'm, That's why I said I'm do not we mad not, at him. Do we yeah. not forget like what he was wearing to training camp? This shouldn't be a surprise to us. He's a man of high fashion, and if there's one thing that I do not understand, Danny Mering. It is high fashion. I do not understand high fashion.
2: Clearly you and I are both at the cutting edge of fashion as we come in here very regularly wearing workout clothes.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh this game though tonight, I look, call me crazy, but I think that Seattle's defense can make this interesting oh, okay, for crazy. a little bit. Okay, crazy. No, I just said for a little bit.
2: (laughs) So you started saying, this defense can make no. No,
1: no, they can keep it interesting for a little bit because you think of Russell Wilson. We've we've seen how hard it is for all these quarterbacks to get used to going from preseason into the regular season uh, across the board. The only guys that have done it really effectively, look at all the first-year quarterbacks, right? They were slow out of the gate whether it was Wentz or Matt Ryan or Marcus Mariota, it, these guys at new places, and, and all of those guys that I just said are nowhere near the level of Russell Wilson, but at the same time, there is something to a getting familiar with your system and your guys at regular season game speed because it is a different speed and different tempo from you know being in a, pre, a preseason game or being in Rutgers practice. So and- it'll be, like there is, that's why I was saying for a little bit, there could be Seattle's defense keeping it uh, interesting enough. I have zero faith that uh, the Seahawks win or cover this game, though. So is it, six, is it still six and a half? Because we had it at six and a half I in our pick so.
2: That's Last I've seen a six and a half. Yeah, it hadn't changed when I checked it earlier.
1: But there's a reason why, like we all sit there and we say the talent gap is way on one side yeah. as opposed to the other. There's a little bit of that where, hey, this is brand new for Nathaniel Hackett. This is brand new for Russell Wilson. This is on the road as well in, a, in an environment that will be hostile because Seahawks fans do not forget that there is a reason why Russell Wilson is out of Seattle, and it's because he, he wanted to be traded.
2: And so there's been talk of – I haven't got confirmation yet, but there's been talk of a Russ Wilson tribute video being done by the Seahawks, which would be very dumb in my opinion because just do that when he retires or whatever else. Not, not in this one. There's there's still vitriol. We just had the article come out from ESPN last week that basically said that both sides were dumb with each other. Like, yeah. we, we don't have to – we, if you made a tribute video, save it for later. It's, it's okay. You can revisit it. Yeah. But on the defense point, basically you said that uh, the Seahawks have a chance until the smelling salts hit for the Broncos. You. And we did have a bit of good news. Adam Schefter says tests today on Steelers running back Najee Harris' foot uh, came back negative and believes he should be good to go Sunday versus the Patriots. So there's some good injury news.
1: Yeah. Yeah, oh, there's one injury that we didn't mention. Keenan Allen of the Chargers team. Hamstring. Hamstring. Which, I don't think he – they got Thursday night. Yeah. He's not going to be ready with a hamstring on a Thursday night. That is a quick turnaround for an injury that can linger for the rest of the season if you don't take care of it.
2: It's unfortunate because Keenan Allen always has some lower body
1: injury. That's brutal, dude. That's brutal, dude. Um, oh. It looks like the line has
2: moved down to uh, minus
1: six, by the way. dudes. No, we didn't mm. – why is nobody talking about the trade that needs to happen? The Cowboys go within their division and get Gardner Minshew.
2: I wouldn't wish. You that want to, to talk to
1: about Gardner Minshew, Minshew magic in the Big D? Oh. He would take over. Like he, Jerry Jones would be like, oh, I love this guy. That's like, that's, that's guy like Ben Ganucci on steroids. Like, this is this is something we and the Eagles will never do it. But we need this to happen. There needs to be a world where Gardner Minshew Puzzle is the, the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. I don't like the Dallas Cowboys. No, I hate them, in fact. I want – you do? Oh, yeah. no, Do not do not like. I would love to see this happen. I, I need – no, I need to see Gardner Minshew, one, starting in the NFL again. But the, yeah. he and Jerry Jones – sign me up for that reality show. Give me that reality show where those two guys – are palling around the Big D in Jerry's party bus, and Gardner is. The Lincoln Continental with the steer horns on the front? Picking up chicks. Yes! Uh, I need it in my life! The
2: problem is, is that he, Gardner would get killed behind that line. I don't want that to happen. No, he
1: wouldn't. I love it. No, he's, he's got Minshew magic, man. I'm he'll, sorry, he'll but Minshew magic in the Big D
2: sounds like a porno film.
1: Yes, that's the point, Rust. Now you're catching
2: on! <laughs> Sell it to me again, I'm Jeff! Sorry, I guess I'm a little slow. Let's go. Oh, man. All right.
1: Uh,
2: Seahawks game day. Coming up now.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Um, that'll do it for us. We'll be back tomorrow from noon to 3. Uh, we'll have our regular shade of, uh, slate of shows as well uh, from 6 a.m. And then primetime will wrap us up at 7 tomorrow. Have a great Monday, see Tuesday right here on The Fame.
2: Bye. I'm a little teapot, short and stout. There is the door now.
0: Get the out! We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You over here! Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. <laughs>